You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into the episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. All right, joining us on Panthers on Tap this evening, we got Dean Jones with us. He's the editor at catcrave.com on Fansighted. Dean, thank you so much for joining us this evening all the way across the pond. No problem at all. Happy to be here. Well, let's get into it, guys. <laughs> These last few days, uh, I'm sure we're all on the same page here. I don't know. I would be a millionaire of how many times I've hit the refresh button if I got paid for every times I've hit that damn thing over can... these last, what, three days? <laughs> like, seriously, I've been so distracted at work. Uh, that's really been my focus is what is Deshaun Watson going to do? And that's really what the NFL is waiting on right now. Let's set the table here. You got four teams involved that we know of, Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, uh, Cleveland Browns, and then the late ad, the Atlanta Falcons. They've all done their interviews with them. Um, there's offers on the table. Um, depends who you ask. Um, some say Saints are in the lead. Now others are saying the Falcons. Um, many people are saying not much about Carolina, which isn't a good thing. Um, but I just want to get your guys' perspective on it so far. What do you think? And what do you, it's just crazy. <laughs> You yeah, want to go first, Bryson? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, obviously, every Panther fan, either way you sit on which side of the aisle that you're on, has been um, keeping up pretty closely with this Deshaun Watson situation because, you know, the Panthers have been involved in it for over a year. Um, just, you know, willing to trade for Watson. Uh, even last season when the, the criminal cases hadn't even been taken care of um, to this offseason, so – it's been dragging on for a long time, especially for Carolina Panthers fans. And um, like Curtis mentioned, you know, nobody really thinks Carolina is the favorite right now. Um, don't really – unfortunately for the Panthers, if there was not an, a no-trade clause, I think that the deal would have already been done for Carolina um, because I don't think anybody would have outbid uh, – I almost said Deshaun Watson. Anybody would have outbid David Tepper. But um, unfortunately for Carolina – there is a no trade clause and Deshaun Watson is going to be able to pick wherever he goes. So, um, you know, it's crazy. Same, same boat as you. I've been refreshing Twitter. I've been on it. My screen time on my phone is probably up 300%, uh, you know, from when these things started heating up after last Friday, uh, I'm ready for it to be over. I, either way, um, I'll be content, you know, the Panthers don't trade away three first round picks and whatever players and whatever that may be, but I will still would like them to make a move at quarterback and, and take care of that position, but um, just ready for the situation to be over. Dean, how has it been for you? Because you have that time change. So like what, when you, when you're getting up, what are you seeing? Like what, where are we at with that? Cause I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, I stayed up pretty late last night. Because I thought yeah. something might happen before. And then Atlanta obviously came in late and I thought, uh, I just might as well go to bed. So it's literally as soon as you wake up, you, you, you're checking your phone to see if something's gone on. Um, but like I say, it's just dragged on. I think everyone's just pretty tired of it now. Um, 
especially because Carolina doesn't look like it's going to get him. I mean, it's going to take a take a miracle at this point, I think, which would be the biggest blow David Tepper's probably had since he bought the team. I mean, this has been his guy for a year. Um, he's probably the only owner that's stuck by him through thick and thin, really, through all the sexual misconduct allegations and taking another look before the trade deadline and private hiring a private investigator to do his due diligence. I mean, the it's it's been kind of a relentless pursuit and it's looking like, I mean, barring something drastic happening uh, in the next sort of 12 hours or so, I think that he's going to spurn his advances. I mean, we'll probably never know what happened in that meeting. Um, but he's, he's obviously, obviously they felt good about it according to reports, but he's obviously come out of there um looking at other teams and that that was always the danger it was the danger when he wanted to go to Miami uh, Carolina was not his first choice then and it doesn't appear as it's his first choice now and it just sort of leaves him back to square one really um a situation that could probably have been avoided if they'd have taken a quarterback last year but it is what it is and uh, I'm not too sure where they go from here the options are really limited unless you're going to Going to gamble on a Jimmy Garoppolo or no, Baker you. Mayfield or <laughs> sort of try try and get a Jameis Winston or something. Just sort of one of those wild cards that can that can maybe elevate you if he's healthy. So I mean, I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do from here. And then you've mm-hmm. got Sam Darnold's eighteen point eight five million um, next season as well. So I mean, the whole thing's just a complete mess, isn't it, guys? I mean. Yeah, it's it sucks, man. I'll, I'll tell you what I've I've tried to remain hopeful through all this. Um, I, me and Bryson were texting the other day, and um, I think he said something to the effect of "You you want Watson?" And I said, "I think I t- I said Watson at all costs." And I really felt that. I I feel like this was like the hope to bring this franchise and spin this franchise around was to get and bring in Watson, and over these last day and a half um, to see from, from the start with Ian Rappaport and all these big national reporters saying that Carolina was all in and um, you know, they might have the best offer. You have Texans fans saying they want Carolina's deal and all this shit. And then it, and then these teams just kind of start coming out of nowhere, the saints and now the Falcons and now the Browns and three out of its four teams in the NFC South, which is, the literally the worst case scenario. Um, I'm praying if it isn't Carolina, which it's not looking like it. Um, it's it's Cleveland because dealing with Deshaun Watson in the NFC South after dealing with Tom Brady, who's now back in that division, it's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> it yeah, really I mean, is. It it's, is. It's it's bad enough that Tepper doesn't get his man, the man he's wanted for so long. But the fact he goes to New Orleans or Atlanta is an absolute catastrophe in, in to, to put it mildly for him. I mean, he's got to come out of this looking so red-faced. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. But he's it's a big gamble and the no-trade clause, like like you say, I doubt I doubt that Houston's got a better offer on the table than the one Carolina could give him with their young defensive pieces uh, on rookie deals and the fact that they were willing to give whatever they want draft pick wise as well so um, I mean for them to lose out based on him not liking what they have to say in the meeting is is just a complete disaster really 
Yeah, and, and that's another point you bring up is that that meeting, you know, there there's different depending on who you ask and, and, and what you read on Twitter, there are different um, opinions on how that meeting went with people inside of Carolina. Obviously they think, you know, the Jonathan Alexanders and the Joe persons, they hear that the meeting went well and that they are confident. And then you talk with uh, Curtis last night, had a chance to talk with Aaron Wilson and his uh, spaces, Twitter spaces. And Aaron Wilson says that, that he spoke with somebody who spoke directly with Carolina and he feels that Carolina feels that this that Watson was leaning towards the Saints after they came out of that meeting. So um, and then other people like Benjamin Albright have also said that Carolina's meeting did not go well. But I think, it, it, you know, it's a hard meeting to have when, when you go in with a lame duck coach that is part of the meeting uh, with David Tepper, who's a new owner, um, hasn't proven anything in this league um, besides that he can lose. And. Uh, you know, just other pieces like Tepper's wife. I don't really know. Why she yeah, they, the that's what's crazy, though. Like they brought and I'm sure all the other teams did, too. But they brought everyone like mm-hmm. Drummond, who's been with this organization forever. Tepper, his wife, like. But they didn't Bitter bring the most important, in, too, and like, in my opinion, they did not bring the most important person they should have brought. And that was Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan. That was his quarter- yes, yeah. that was his quarterback's coach when he got to Houston. And apparently they have a, a very good relationship, or, or at least good. Um, they got along, you know, working with each other in Houston. To be fair, reports. though, we don't know that for sure, because in the person report, it said, and others were in the room, and that was never spe- – I would assume, though, person would have pointed that out if he was yeah. there. Um, no, but I mean, he that, did say in the report, and others, so I don't that know. That would make sense to, to point that out if you know that. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, from everything we've seen, I would assume that – Sean Ryan wasn't there and that doesn't make any sense, but um, I think that it, it's going to be just so embarrassing for, for David Tepper, like Dean mentioned. And I, I really don't know how the Panthers recover from this. It, it is going to be a long uphill battle. Uh, don't know which route they go at the quarterback position, whether that be them trying to pivot to like a Baker Mayfield or um, Jimmy G I'm sure the 49ers have been holding on because they know they can fleece the Panthers out of picks um, and look what they traded for Sam Darnold. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the fact that the Panthers aren't going to get Watson as well. Um, not looking promising at all. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, guys, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, the, if, if he goes to another team, where do they go from here? Um, Dean, I know you put out something earlier today on Twitter. Um, and just kind of, if you want to just lay into that a little bit of where you think they should go, because for me and Bryson, I, I won't speak for him, but I know kind of know where he stands is I really kind of want them before this Watson, all this stuff started really coming on these last couple of weeks is to go the rookie route. Um, I'm tired of the band-aids. I'm tired of the Garoppolo's and the Mitch Trubisky's and the Sam Darnold's and the Teddy Bridgewater's. Um, and I, I think it's time to finally take a shot at a rookie. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on where Carolina should go from here if they're out of the mix for Watson? Uh, yeah, I tweeted something about this before. Um, I'm not sure how people think about it, but I don't really care. Uh, I think, David Tepper should make them go with Sam Darnold in 2022. 
I know people don't want to see him play again, and that's fine. But this is the bed this regime made for themselves. They gave up three draft picks for him. They extended his fifth-year option before he'd taken a fucking practice. And now they got to reap what they sow, I'm afraid. This could be Matt Rule's final year. I mean, people are forgetting how brutal the schedule is next year too. Oh, yeah. So what, what are you, you going to get by putting a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield, uh, even if the line is better? What, what are they going to get out of that? I think they should just roll with Donald. They're, they're going to have to be paying half, if not three quarters of his contract anyway, even if he, they do find another mug to trade for him. So roll with Donald. If it doesn't work out, then you're playing the long game with a new head coach and then you've got a chance to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. They might not be as good as everyone thinks, but they've got a hell of a lot more upside than Donald has right now or any of these quarterbacks in the 2021 class. I mean, I love Malik Willis, don't get me wrong. I think he's got all the intangibles to be great, but there's a sense of urgency with Matt Rule now, with a new coaching staff. He's gutted everybody, probably upon Tepper's say-so, to say, I want coaches with NFL experience, which is fine, which he should have done in the first place. But at the end of the day, Donald was his guy. Cam Newton coming back last year was nothing to do with rule, in my humble opinion. I mean, others might disagree. It was a PR stunt. And as soon as Cam was struggling behind the line with no time to learn the playbook, as everybody knew probably would, then Donald came back in as soon as he was ready and he stank up the place again. So I don't think Matt Rule deserves to draft a QB in year three of his reign. I know he's got his big seven-year Jay-Z plan, but at the end of the day, this is year three. He, he could have had Justin Fields last year. He could have had Mac Jones last year. He could have traded up for Trey Lance last year. All these things he could have done, and he chose Sam Darnold. So now I think if they don't get Deshaun Watson... No more draft picks for reclamation projects or veterans who are going to take you maybe to seven or eight wins. Roll with Donald next year. I mean, they're not going to do anything anyway with that schedule based on what other teams on that schedule are doing in free agency and the trade market right now. So, and then put yourselves in a good position to get potentially an elite quarterback and finally a successor to Cam Newton next year. I mean, whether Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are going to be are going to be as good as everyone says. I mean, they've got clear potential, obviously, but it's got to be better than rolling with a veteran or gambling on Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett at number six and giving Rule another excuse to say, oh, but I've got this rookie QB to develop. I need another year or two. Sorry, that's not going to work for me. Um, that's fair. That's fair. You're laying down the law. I like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just tired. Like I've been. I don't follow the team. I like. I, so so I can look at it in an, as an impartial view. Really, like I've been covering them. This will be my third draft. So it's been like a little over two years, and I can only remember sort of two weeks throughout that whole time where there's been any sense of optimism within this fan base. It was the week Cam Newton came back, mm. and the week. He started before Washington. After that, it's been nothing but pessimism, and these fans deserve better. I mean, you, you can you can sense their passion and and how much they want the team to do well on on social media and when you interact with them and everything like that. And it's just a shame that one guy, just well, two guys, seem to be just holding everything back with with rash decisions and and just poor management of 
of of like a great franchise, and it's just really, really a real shame for me. Mm. I, yeah, it's, I, it's, go ahead, Bryce. I was just going to say, I I completely um, I get where Dean's coming from. Um, I think that Matt Rule should have to 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 take the bad medicine and 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 coach Sam Darnold another year. Um, but at the the fan that that's the logical side of me. The fan side of me says I do not want to watch Sam Darnold take another snap from the Carolina Panthers. We saw what happened last season. It, I mean, that's just a wasted season. I want I probably wouldn't even go to any games. Um, I it would be hard for me to support the team with Sam Darnold at quarterback again. And that's the way I felt about Teddy Bridgewater the season before last. So, uh, God, was I wrong about that? And uh, I just. I think that that's probably the route that they should go. I have a hard time believing that Matt Rule is is going to do that because that's essentially still in the fate for his job um, as a head coach in the NFL. Um, I think that Matt Rule is, is going to make a push as hard as he can to get whatever he sees as an upgrade at quarterback, whether that's a rookie, whether that's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether that's Baker Mayfield. Um, I think that Matt Rule is, is going to try his best to get that in Carolina. And, you know – if they can win eight, uh, seven or eight games, maybe that saves his job. Maybe it doesn't. But I think that the end goal for him, just considering, you know, he probably wants to keep his job, uh, that is is the route I see Carolina going. And I have been saying for weeks on this podcast that maybe even months that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2022. And I still believe that with every ounce of my being. I have said that every week. And I, I still think that the 49ers are holding out because they know they can fleece the Carolina Panthers. And uh, just wait. I, you know, when, when that push notification comes out that Jimmy Garoppolo has been traded to the Carolina Panthers, I am <laughs> yeah, going to take my I victory hope you're lap. I dead wrong, man. <laughs> I am going to take my victory lap. And I, every, I just, every, yeah, everyone knows how desperate Carolina is as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, like you say, John, John, John Lynch will. But as, as soon as he gets that Carolina area code phone phone number popping up on his phone, he'll be he'll be licking his lips like a cartoon wolf, only like trying 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 to get some of those picks back that he gave up for Trey Lance. So, oh yeah, yeah. Glazer, just an update while we're doing this show and looking on Twitter. But Jay Glazer tweeted out six minutes ago that Watson is torn on his decision. Um, he said it's a huge decision and every team is in a holding pattern right now. So just something to keep an eye on. Um, in a still, holding pattern. I've been in a holding pattern for two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, this time, huh? From what I could gather yeah. from Sheena, it sounded like Sheena Quick, shout out to her. She has, she is very well sourced yeah. um, in this situation and, from what I gathered in the spaces, she said with the Browns interview yesterday, they seemed like they took the lead today, but that with this Atlanta meeting, that could have changed. So it seems like the tide is turning. I, it, this might not be a New Orleans situation anymore, even. And yeah. I know a lot of teams. It's, of it's so are. it's so hard to say. Like There's so many it conflicting so- reports, but like Sheena just doesn't put stuff out there. Like she, she won't necessarily like break stuff like Adam Schefter, but she'll know it and yeah, and like try, yeah, try and sort of, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if she's saying that, then it, like I say, it could be anybody. But I'd be very surprised if it was Carolina. And before we get into some of these other free agents or wrap this Watson discussion up, just some other breaking news 
and you ha- you hate to see it, but Sean McDermott's definitely still feeling the S- Super Bowl Fifty um, down in the dumps. <laughs> but he went and got out Von Miller, man, one hundred and twenty mil for My six years goodness. for for a thirty three year old defensive lineman. They gave him a six year contract. The man's um, gonna be just, forty years old. They just signed OJ Howard too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, yeah, one year, three and a half million. I know they missed out on. Uh, I think that they were trying to target like Chandler Jones and um, who's the other defensive lineman uh, that they were going for. But anyways, uh, and then JD McKissick, like at last minute, like yeah, did a complete yeah three six or one eighty. I feel like that or? happens once a year now. Like it was rare a couple of years ago. I feel like once a year, some guy like backs out at the last second. Yeah, it's still um, a turn of more NBA. The NFL. I feel like I feel like. The, the Rams are going to shift the momentum even more as well to, yeah, we'll give you what whatever you want for for a veteran, but we're we're, we're going to win now in the next two years and then see what happens after that. I feel like. What do we think? What do we think with Watson, guy or not Watson with um Baker Mayfield? What do we think of him? Because so, that clearly though that is he is not going to play another down for the Browns. It doesn't. So look yeah, like. I, I wanted to mention something about that because I was thinking. You know, with the reports coming out recently that Atlanta might might be it um, for Watson, obviously they're going to trade Matt Ryan. Um, the logical fit for Matt Ryan is the Colts. Yeah, they're loaded. Exactly, and that would make them an instant contender. Um, Hugh, or Baker's out in Cleveland either way, if they get Watson or not. So um, the logical fit for Cleveland would be Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess, in this situation. Um. Where does Baker go? Seattle. <laughs> I guess Carolina. Seattle. That's where I'm thinking he goes. True. But. That's true. Seattle might might be the one for the me. The only thing that scares me in Panthers culture, I got to give him some credit because he's the one who pointed this out. But Ben McAdoo was on some sort of radio show when Baker was coming out of college. And he, he criticized him and said he didn't think he was um, – going to be that great of a quarterback in the NFL. And that what that's the only thing that makes me skeptical. Again, that was when he was a rookie, things um, things can change, but um when I saw that report out, I was like, "Yeah, maybe not." But I don't mind Baker. I I think if he can get back to I think it was 2019, I believe, or maybe it was 2020 when they went when they went to the playoffs, whatever year they went to the playoffs. If he can get back to that game I when he I think it was against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that game was incredible. It was a shootout, both teams. And he went toe-to-toe with Mahomes, Mm toe-to-toe with him. Uh, If he can get back to that prior to his injury, I would not mind that signing whatsoever. But No, I'm with you. I I agree. I want the rookie route. That is, I I think Carolina needs to go that route. I do not want to see Sam Darnold for another season. Um, unless he's starting one or two games because a rookie can't get in there right away, um, but but then don't 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 you think you reach in in this in this quarterback class? Like say I I, I like Kenny, I like Kenny Pickett. I do. But where where would where would Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis be going in last year's draft class? Do you know what I mean? Um, oh God, maybe. Oh, no, you're right. Picks. You're right. Like second round. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just one of them. I mean, I'm I'm kind of impartial. Like you you could you don't have to see things from a from a fan point of view, and, mm-hmm. and I just say, well, he's Tep has lost out on his on his big guy, so mm-hmm. just see if he see if he can sort of get one in twenty twenty three because the options are so limited. I mean, this is the worst year to be looking for a quarterback as well. 
um, which is probably why so many so many teams you wouldn't have expected have, have sort of gone for Watson, like the Falcons and and the Saints, because I mean, if the Saints can get him after starting the starting the offseason, eighty four million over the cap, I mean that that would just be absolutely incredible and crushing for Carolina at the same time. Yeah, let's talk about that. The cap is a joke. It's yeah. just a joke. Yeah. It really is. But no one, but like I say, there's only there's there's only three or four teams you manipulate it like the Saints do. I mean, Mickey yeah. Loomis is is an absolute master at it. Um, but why um, what I don't understand is why isn't everyone doing it? Because there's no end to the NFL. Like there's no yeah. end game to the NFL. It's gonna keep going. So why don't you just keep kicking the can down the road? It there's there's no end to it. Uh some billionaires are cheap. Yeah. If that's uh it's the long and short of it, really. I mean I know the, the the Bengals owner has been very very. Um, I I, w- I wouldn't say too eager to spend a lot of money over over the years. Sort of he's done the bare minimum, but obviously now with now he's got a franchise quarterback. He and they've reached the Super Bowl against all odds. Now now he feels like it's the time to invest. Whether teams are waiting for for that magic Joe Burrow uh, that comes around once in a generation. And then uh, investing after that and doing what the Saints have done with Drew, Drew Brees all these years. And now, because they're trying to get Watson, I don't know. But, I mean, just what what, what they've done is absolutely incredible. They've, they've not released one player, I don't believe. I mean, Terran Armstead's a free agent now. But mm. they, they haven't released one player off their own back and managed to to sort of get over the cap and sign Marcus May from the Jets, which is, which is a phenomenal signing for them. So... It'll, it 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 amuses fans, but like I say, until the NFL brings in a ruling about about this, about turning uh, base salaries into signing bonuses, teams are just going to keep doing it if they see yep. fit. Yeah, keep manipulating it. Well, let's get into some of the free agent signings because um, there's been a couple and some that you know it's, they're good to see. You don't you don't see a Cam Irving or Pat Elfline in here yet yet. So. I, 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 I'm kind of excited for some of these guys. The Panthers, we'll go through, we'll go through them, all four of them. You got Xavier Woods, safety, Austin Corbett from the Super Bowl champs, the Rams. You got Deontay Foreman, who just looks like a powerhouse. And the latest today was Richard Higgins. So, guys, what do you think of the signings? We'll start with Bryson. Um it's exciting to see that the Panthers got a guard, and it looks like he's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, Corbett is a is a Super Bowl uh, champion <laughs> coming off a of Super Bowl season. Uh, I, I like the signing a lot. Um, I thought that, you know, he's an instant upgrade, obviously, to the offensive line. The right side of the line is is finished um, with Moten and Corbett now. Um, you know, say what you will about Elf line. He's a decent center, I guess. Still a hole at left guard and left tackle, um, unless they're planning on doing Christensen at left tackle. So I, I like that signing. Um, Xavier Woods is a, a pretty good safety. Um, so pairing him with Chin, unless he's involved in some trade, which you know doesn't really seem likely that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, Woods and Chin will be a, a good pairing back there at safety. Um, and then obviously, you know, with Higgins being a depth piece at wide receiver, and um, uh, the third one or the fourth one is slipping my mind. Dante Foreman, um, and Foreman being a, a good change of pace back for Christian McCaffrey. Um, they they say that they want to switch to this downhill power running game, and Dante Foreman is perfect for that. He filled in 
amazingly for um, Derrick Henry in, in Tennessee. So, uh, you know, I think one thing I tweeted was that, you know, the team that we struggled a lot against, which was surprising, was Miami um, at the time. And uh, this is this is a guy who ran against Miami for like 130 yards. So uh, Dante Foreman will definitely be a good change of pace back, and I won't have to see Chuba Hubbard back there anymore, um, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the signing so far. And obviously, you know, if we don't get Watson, then there's going to be more. Uh, we got cap room, and then uh, they need to use that voodoo magic that the Saints are using and get Teron Armstead. And yeah, you think that's else. a possibility, Dean? At all that they can they can get. Armstead, that's a guy I'd like, but I mean, he might be too rich. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much he'll be wanting him. Now he, now he is a free agent. I know he's getting a lot of dead money from uh, from the Saints this year, but I mean, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Um, you wouldn't have to worry about that position for the next sort of four or five years. Um, but I'd say it's it's, it's unlikely. And if um, if Wilson does go to New Orleans, I'd, I'd expect Armstead to, to go there as well, um, to go back. Yeah, I was just looking at this, keep mentioning stuff on Twitter, but a guy I would like to see Carolina go after is Joe Schobert. Uh, the Steelers just released him a couple minutes ago. I don't know who tweeted that out, but that guy, he, he had an outstanding year last year for Pittsburgh. It's what, his sixth, seventh year in the league. I think he, if I'm, if I'm right on this, I believe he's a Wisconsin product. He, he's played for the Badgers. Um but 112 tackles last year, had a pick, six pass deflections, a forced fumble. I'd love to see him at inside linebacker for Carolina. Um, I think that would be nice. And they're looking for one. So maybe maybe that's someone they'd, they'd look at. But that just something out there. Just going back to the signings, though, um, Xavier Woods, I think it will pair well with Chin. Um, and – you know, he played four seasons, Cowboys, one with the Vikings. Um, seems like a hard-hitting safety. Um, so I'm excited for him. I think Corbett's going to be really good. He's he started um, he's started at center. He's, he's played both guard positions. I was reading something yesterday that, you know, if he could play right guard alongside Moten, but if – Christensen's left guard he could go on that side and that would help him that would help Christensen out at left tackle so um it's just something to look look for and watch but I'm really excited about him because I think they finally have found a good solid guard um Foreman was really impressive with Tennessee last year um I mean that one highlight he had I'll never I remember it from last year where he I mean it looked like Derek I thought it was Derek Henry running out there it was ridiculous um, Higgins, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about Higgins, um, but I'll tell you what, Carolina has too many wide receivers right now. <laughs> so they need to figure that position out. Uh, let's go to kinda, the- It, it kind of lays the gauntlet down to Shai Smith, I think, these signings, because obviously you've got Rashad Higgins coming in, Brandon Zilstra's re-signed as well. Yeah. Uh, it kind of really lays the gauntlet down for him if he, if he wants to have a future with the team, because obviously he, he didn't get used that much last year. Uh, not not even in the return game either, which surprised me a little bit. Um, Eric, Erickson had short hands, obviously, but I mean, in terms of break, break breaking off a run here and there, I mean, it, that was sort of non-existent. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was surprised Shy didn't get uh, used in that sense. But I think this is a huge off season for for him, especially. Um, they'll they'll give Terence Marshall Jr. a little bit more leeway because of where they picked him in the draft. I think 
Um, but Shai's got his work out because Higgins is a, is, a, is a solid pass catcher and we all know how reliable Zilstra is uh, when sort of targets come his way as well. Yeah, I think Fitterer kind of alluded to Shai Smith like this is a do-or-die year for him because he mentioned in the um, at the Combine that Shai really needs to come into his own this year uh, in a role on special teams. I think he specifically said that. So I do think it's a big – he's flashy. He's got the speed. Um, I would like to see him put it together because I think, you know, last year I didn't think they had, you know, TMJ and him en- enough on the field. Um, but Zilstra, we'll talk about him. That's everyone that listens to us knows that's Bryson's guy. Brandon Zilstra signed a one-year deal today. Marquise Haynes, they also brought back, thank God, because they lost Hassan Reddick to the Eagles. Uh, Sean Chandler comes back. Um Kind of surprised by that, but he's a temp, former Temple guy, so I we guess we shouldn't be too surprised. Zane Gonzalez, that's my boy. I'm glad he's goat. back. He, he's uh, I might have to get a jersey of Zane to be honest with you. He's got two years. I can wear one for two years around here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then well, like, you say before... you say you say he's got two years, but I mean, all, all it takes never is a, know, all, all it all it takes is a few missed kicks. That's I what guess. I'm saying. Like, yeah, kickers like. <laughs> that's the, true. The, they miss three or four field goals and fans are calling for their heads. So, um, and then we can't forget about this was earlier, but Ian Thomas contract. And I kind of want to talk about that. His contract, we all pissed and moaned about it, but it looks better now with what happened in free agency. And I don't know if that was Samir reading the, reading the field. Um, but I feel like they got him for a pretty good number based off of what other teams did. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll, I'll eat curl on that one. I, they definitely called the <laughs> free agent tight end market. Um, and there were some rumblings I, I saw on Twitter uh, about that, but, uh, but yeah, they, they did a good job. You know, I think Ian Thomas has promise as a weapon on the offense, if used um, and targeted, and then he's improved as a blocker. So I thought they got him on a, on a pretty decent deal. Um, I would like to see Trimble get more playing time than Thomas, but uh, we'll see what happens this season. Um, re-signings wise though, I'm very excited about the Marquis Haynes. Um, I'm glad they brought him back, especially like Curtis mentioned, since they lost out on Hassan Reddick, which we all expected. Um, uh, Marquis Haynes is definitely, I think, going to be a more prominent player, um, in a more prominent role this season. I'm um, going to be able to show what, what he can do. Um, Frankie Luvu, another player um, that we've mentioned before, but he'll also, um, might be in the starting role this season, which I think he's earned um, with his playing time last season. So I'm excited to see that as well. Um, Zane Gonzalez obviously stepped up when Carolina needed a kicker. Week after week, we had a different kicker, it felt like. And then Zane Gonzalez comes in and doesn't miss a kick for the whole season almost. <laughs> I mean, it, it was crazy. He came out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, he definitely earned that next contract for Carolina. And, um Yeah. So I, I, I like the re-signings and free agent signings so far. I would like for this Deshaun Watson situation to be over so they can focus on, you know, more free agents and what to do next. But um, but so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I don't think Thomas gets extended if it's not for Ben McAdoo. I think he's had a big say in that one. Um, yeah. Obviously, he, he loved using his tight ends with the Giants. And this is this will be a do or die year for him because he's – Got the physical tools and he's improved so much as a blocker as well. I mean, that, that's uh, something about his game that, that's gone overlooked, obviously, because he's become an afterthought in the passing game. 
which is where people sort of focus their attention on tight ends these days. Um, but people forget when he filled in for Greg Olsen as a rookie, he was he was fantastic. So uh, if if McAdoo can put him in position to succeed, I mean, I think it could, could be a really good year for him. Uh, as for Frankie, um, I think he's another one. Him and him and Marquise Haynes are, have maximised their opportunities on the field um, from rotational roles. Obviously, Frankie's been a special teams ace as well. Um, so great to have uh, players like that back in the locker room, um, especially with so many veterans sort of set to leave. I know Daquan Jones has already gone. Uh, Hassan Reddick's gone. Doesn't look like Gilmore's staying, judging by his wife's tweet um, recently. Um not really heard a lot from Dante Jackson from Carolina's side or elsewhere as well, which is a bit strange. So, I mean, remains to be seen whether he'll come back. But um, yeah, like I say, uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how these rotational guys come up with more responsibility next year, especially on defence. Um, because these players Carolina are losing, I mean, they're, they're experienced veterans and, and proven performers. So, um, either the young guys are going to have to step up or other players are going to have to come in that can do similar, if not better jobs in the coming weeks. Yeah, and then we go to the players that were cut. Morgan Fox, A.J. Boye. Um, a little shocked by Fox, to be honest. Boye, not so much. I know there were several reporters in January saying that he was going to be a likely cut. Um but that you don't think Carolina some... are a little bit thin at corner now? Do you know yeah, what I mean? which is kind of weird because last year was the, one of the strongest positions on the team. Yeah. I mean, they've got Keith Taylor, who who did well, considering he was a fifth-round pick. Um, CJ Henderson, is, the jury's still out on him for me. Um, flashed a little last year, but exposed, got exposed in coverage. JC's going to be a stud, as we all know. Hopefully the broken foot won't have derailed him. Um, derailed his trajectory, sorry. And Stanley Thomas Oliver, uh, special teams player, and then Troy Pride Jr., who missed the whole year who and didn't exactly look great in his rookie campaign either. So I'd, I'd expect them to get another veteran in there if Gilmore or Jackson uh, end up leaving um, because there's just not there's not enough experience there and, and opposing offences will sniff that out pretty mm-hmm. quickly unless sort of Henderson becomes what everyone thought he was be coming out of Florida and, and Taylor builds on, on a promising sort of season overall for him. Yeah. I, I think if this Watson stuff falls through, they're going to try to go back after Dante um, and maybe even Gilmore. I, I feel I like that's so. a, I feel like that's a stretch though. Yeah. I think Gilmore's, I, I think he, I'd be surprised if something didn't get announced in the next day or so. Um, about that, I know. There's I just have a big problem with Carolina going into next year with J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson as their two yeah. starting corners. C.J. Henderson did not prove to me he was the number two at all. But well, and know, I think I, people are overlooking that a little bit as well, um, because the cornerback unit was so good last year, and you didn't really have to worry about it. Now it's just automatically assumed that Henderson and Taylor are going to step up and become sort of every rep starters and they just haven't shown enough of that for me. Uh, so I definitely think they need someone else in there. Like I say, if, if Jackson can't come back and obviously Gilmore's probably heading out the door as well. So. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Um, I know AJ Bouye was a, uh, 
was a popular candidate to be cut just for his cap space, but I was surprised that they did cut him just knowing that he was one of the few veterans in that group um, in that cornerback room. Um, but I would not be surprised. I've, I've been talking about it for weeks on Twitter that JC Horn and CJ Henderson are starting corners for this team going into uh, next season. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing um, because I think obviously JC Horn, you know, has the ability to be one of the best corners in the league. Um, and CJ Henderson, you know, he is a top 10 pick just a couple years ago. Um, he has the ability, and I think that them hiring Steve Wilkes is, is going to help him a lot um, in that area of developing and, and kind of growing into his own. So I don't think they made that trade for no reason. Um, I think that they believe in C.J. Henderson and that they're comfortable with with a Horn-Henderson pairing as cornerback one and cornerback two. And Keith Taylor, uh, he was hot and cold last season, you know, for a while, we were like, man, this guy's such a steal. And then he gets exposed one game or two games. Um, I think that he's a decent third. Um, but I would have preferred, preferred to keep A.J. Bouye, especially with the quarterback room as it sits right now. Um, I think that a player of his caliber for $2.4 or whatever it was um, is, is really not that bad. But um, I would not be surprised at all if Carolina goes into next season with those two corners, um, Henderson and Horn as the starters. I just I, I don't think Dante Jackson is that much better than C.J. Henderson. I really don't. Um, Dante Jackson has – he's another hot and cold player, I guess. Uh, you know, one game he'll play really well. The next game, like the Washington game, he can't cover anything. He's he's getting exposed, and Ron Rivera's picking on him the whole game. Taylor what, worries me, what worries me, though, about Henderson is Dante was big in the run game. Like, he, he was tremendous last year. Um when teams are running against him and making tackles. And I don't see that out of Henderson. I feel like he's more of a, um, a cover corner than what, you know, he, I don't, I don't, I don't see the tenacity out of him and maybe that's to come, but. Um, yeah. He, he, he got criticized for that in Jacksonville, didn't he? I mean, I'm, I'm from speaking to someone over there who's, who's pretty sort of clued in before Henderson came. And he said that it's not a talent thing with him. It's, a desire thing, whereas he'll he he's not really he's he's not really in love with football, so to speak. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of that in Carolina, but it's been quite a small sample size. But it's something I would definitely keep an eye on, and and a reason I'd be a little bit apprehensive about putting him in as as the starter starter opposite Horn next year. But but they definitely need more experience in that. I mean, it's I mean Tro Tro Pride Junior might as well be a rookie coming coming off a bit part role in in 2020 and missing all of last year. So, um, and we didn't see a lot of from uh, STO either. So it's, it's just a, it's a concerning unit for me. And even though sort of, you've got a future sort of shutdown presence with, with Horn in there. Guys, are we good on this conversation? Cause I had to bring up someone we forgot about at quarterback and I, it's, I wanted to mention it. Jameis Winston, we haven't talked about him much. Um, I think, obviously, if the Saints don't get Watson, that is probably the likely pairing. But what are what are our thoughts on Winston? Um, you know, Winston, last season before he was injured, I think his quarterback rating was like a 102.8. But I see it very hard, you know, especially if uh, – the rumblings are true right now that Watson chooses Atlanta. I think that Winston goes back to the New Orleans Saints. Um, I don't know 
the situation, I guess how he would feel about it, uh, New Orleans chasing Deshaun Watson, but I, th- I still think that they would be the favorites in that situation um, to get Winston. I think that really wh- whichever way you go, Winston, uh, Jimmy G, Baker, even Mariota, it's really not that much of a difference to, to me, in my opinion. I think that each have their pros and each have their cons. And at the end of the day, I don't think one is much better than the other. So you're kind of just in the same situation with all of them. Uh, I would be fine with Winston, I guess. Um, he's an exciting player at times. He's kind of like Sam Darnold at times, just reckless with the ball, not really knowing what he's doing or in the pocket getting hit, fumbling the ball or whatever. I mean, we saw it the Carolina's second game um, versus the Saints. That was probably their best game of the season. Uh, they made Jameis Winston look just incompetent um, the, pretty much the whole game. So, uh, I, you know, I, I'd be okay, I guess, with it. I would definitely be more excited to watch Jameis Winston than Sam Darnold, but um, I don't think he'd be my first choice. It certainly wouldn't be dull. <laughs> I, I, I will say that. Um, Fair. Obviously, he gets, he, he gets knocked for his 30 for 30 season, but, I mean, you see some of the throws he made during that year. I mean, he went over 5,000 yards passing as well. People forget that because uh, they just focus, tend to focus on the negatives. But, I mean, some of the throws he was making were absolutely sensational. And I know he's, he had uh, he's had Godwin and Evans. and But, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a feast or famine move, uh, a massive gamble uh, in keeping with what this current regime is used to at quarterback. Uh, so I wouldn't rule it out. But, like I say, the Deshaun to Atlanta stuff, the Momentum is is generating at quite a rapid rate now, so I don't think the Saints would be letting, letting him leave because they they'd be relying on sort of Taysom Hill, who ain't who is not a quarterback. I mean, he gets paid like one, but he isn't one. Um, so yeah, it's just back to the drawing board, and there's what what are you going to do, Marcus Mariota, maybe. Um, He's he's another like Mitchell Trubisky who's made a lot of money for himself by not playing over the last two years because t- t- people see how bad some some of these teams' quarterbacks are and they think oh remember that he was a former second overall pick who, who did who did have a did have a couple of good seasons in Tennessee so um, you're gambling on that like the Steelers are with Trubisky um, or you can go down the draft route which sort of gives rule another couple of years probably. Um, to try. Do you and, think that? Do you think that? If they yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do. I mean, he's convinced Tepper to take him this far, so I don't see why. He I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember other teams that have drafted a rookie and fired the coach who drafted him a year later. Um, I don't think anything. But, comes to mind, but I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens. Yeah, which but. is which is which is why I'm 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 kind of leaning towards just roll with Donald and see what happens because. If you if you draft Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett and Matt Rule does get canned next year, and then you've got a new new coach coming comes in who doesn't really like Pickett or Willis, and has got a top two or three pick where they can get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, maybe. I mean, it's 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 just a waste of a pick to me unless they trade back and and. But just judging by how needy quarterbacks how quarterback teams are, obviously you've got Seattle now at nine, who will maybe look at one. It's just a big risk, but it's just it's just such a mess. I mean, I've never seen an organization this badly mismanaged, and I've been watching the NFL for 
I mean, you, you had the Cleveland Browns and the Lions in the sort of the nineties and the early two thousands, but this is this is getting up there in the four years under Tapper. I mean, and the fact he's not communicating anything either. I mean, the first the first couple. I of feel years, like this this is really bad on Tepper right now with the watch. Yeah, he, he, he it, looks this terrible. Is... And the longer the longer he's not speaking, the longer he's giving other people to draw their own conclusions about what what methods there are to his madness. In, in, in one way, if you'd have come out and said, look, it's, it's, it's not being good enough, but I've still got faith in the coach. He's, he's outlined his plans to me and I think everybody's going to be happy with them. I mean, people may not like it, but at the end of the day, he's, he's spoken about there's a reasoning. direction. Yeah, there's yeah, a direction. And it's, and it's his team at the end of the day. And people forget, you, you, you couldn't get him away from a camera the first couple of years. But after he bought the team, I mean, he was in everything, all, all, all or nothing, and and obviously, and and obviously, when things are going well, you want to hide and you you don't want to face the music. And he's got his new, he's got his new soccer team, which scored their first goal the other day. Who looked like a poorly built roster after two years, but <laughs> that's that's by the by. I mean, it's a pretty familiar trajectory they're going on. But the fact he's not communicated anything, I mean, it just makes it even worse. And if he misses out on Watson as well, the thing he was. He was he was banking on more than anything to an NSC South rival by the look of it. Yeah. Disaster! It's a disaster, and it's a long way back. Well, <laughs> sorry, I, I can't don't, be more optimistic. Yeah, I don't know where to go this. from there. But <laughs> do we want to do we want to talk about potential free agents outside of Watson? You guys would like to see Carolina go after? Uh, I know we kind of talked about Armstead a little bit here, but. Um, just some other guys that might be someone they're targeting because they do have money. And if yeah. it's looking like Watson ain't going to be there, they got money to spend here. I mean, this ain't this ain't uh, Dave Gettleman shopping at uh, the dollar store. I mean, they got some money to spend. Yeah. What What about Andrew Norwell? Bring old Andrew Norwell back to the Carolinas. I think we'd uh, all like that, man. Sure up that other guard position. You get you get a, a Norwell Corbett pairing at guard. I mean, that, that's pretty damn good. And then you get, you know, if you slide, depending on what you do with the six pick, you slide Christensen at left tackle or you get lucky and you get like a Iku Ananwu or a Charles Cross at left tackle. And then Elfline at center, I guess. Uh, that's not a bad I like, uh, line. I, I like Bradley Bozeman. Uh, I was from, just about to mention from, from Baltimore. He's, he's, he's really good. Really that's good. That's true. That's very and, true. And they, he played center and guard, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Matt yeah, yeah. likes that flat position flexibility. <laughs> yeah, Carl, Carl Nazib got released today. I think he he he, he could be a nice depth, depth chart piece as well. Um, who? Uh, who was that? Carl Carl Nazib. Oh, oh yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got released by the Ravens today. He he could be a nice rotational piece, uh, which is what they need uh, if they're going to push Haynes uh, into into a starting role. They're going to need someone behind him. I think he could. Uh, uh, fit the bill quite well. Um, they need a veteran corner. If, if, like, say, if Jackson and Gilmore aren't coming back, yeah. Whether know, uh, whether they're going to spend big on something like that, though, I don't know. Um, but it's just all hangs on the quarterback. I mean, you can you can build the line and get McCaffrey a, a power back, which is great. Um, all the pieces look there, uh, especially if they get a couple of new linemen. But it's just it's just the quarterback. And what about Eric want- Fisher? I mean, he's a left tackle. Yeah. That's he might 
does Carolina go after him? I know there was he was released today. It just depends. It just depends what they're going to do with that six pick. If, yeah, if, if they just if they set their hearts on getting Pickett or Willis, then we're we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks because they will build the O line and they'll fill basically every position because they don't have a pick then until round four. Yeah, unless they trade back. So um, I think what what they do in the next couple of weeks in free agency is going to dictate. And pretty pretty much tell us what they're going to do from that number six position if if they don't get Watson, if they get a left tackle, if they get another guard, then they then they're going to pull the trigger on the on, on I would probably say Kenny Pickett if I was a betting man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. But I think two players to keep an eye on are the two players that were released from the Washington Commanders today, and that's Matthew Ioannidis, the defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. Went to Temple, um, and you know played. How was he? Like, I don't know much about him. Uh, I think he's a, a solid player. I, I don't I don't know stats wise what he came away with last season, but I, I know that he is not a he, he would be an upgrade over what we have on the roster currently, I think. Um I even over Derek Brown. So I think you know an Ionitis Derek Brown pairing would, would be good. Um and then Eric Flowers, the guard they released, is another potential guard that Carolina could sign. Um he's younger. Um, an upgrade over what we have on the roster. So um, that, that'd be two players to keep an eye on as well, um, especially if, you know, we don't get Watson in Carolina. Yeah, I don't think Rizal Douglas has signed with um, Green Bay yet, has he? I mean, he, he made himself a lot of money. They're working on a deal. I think he's gonna. they're going to lock him up, which sucks. Yeah, he's, he's, he's made himself a ton of money. It's a great story, that. I mean, because considering that his one criticism in Carolina was that he 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 could he couldn't press man, and he and he goes to, to Green Bay and becomes a press man corner <laughs> with with pick sixes everywhere you look. So, <laughs> is that I think it helps. So he came. Is in that a reflection a, of coaching? He, yeah, I guess he came into a depleted secondary. I mean, he was one of the top guys coming in like a week or two before the season. Like that, uh, he was in a tough spot there. I think. But, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, like I say. We'd, we just got to wait and see. It's a quarterback-driven league. And um, with Brady back, and if Watson does go to Atlanta and Winston goes back to New Orleans, then it's not looking pretty, I shall say. I'll just leave it. I, I feel like I've been a little too negative. But it's, oh, you're it's, fine, man. Hey, it's negative times. It's, it's a bit. It's a this, bad this has time. kind of been boiling up. This has kind of been boiling up in me in the over the last couple of days, where you see people. So I, saying that, like, just basically saying, "Oh, oh, we're 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 back in contention to win it," and then you see Brady retire uh, and retire, and then you see Watson sort of flip flopping a little domino bit. Domino effect. Yeah, it sucks. But so, I, don't, I, I literally, I, I don't know. I mean, it's this 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 Sean Watson situation is, a, I think, a, a, a microcosm of the way things have gone for Carolina over the last couple of years. Oh, and yeah. I'm not sure when it's going to change, but it needs to. I just, I just kind of want to get your guys' pulse on because, you know, I think if they do miss out on Watson, obviously, I think that they would be in the Baker Mayfield um, yeah, I think discussions. It's Mayfield or Garoppolo. Um, so what, what is Baker Mayfield's trade value right now? I mean, what, what do the Panthers have to trade to get Baker Mayfield? Well, Donald went for two, four, and six, and he was the number three overall pick in 2018. And he hasn't made the playoffs, and he hasn't won a playoff game, and he hasn't done what Baker's done. So 
I think probably more than that. But like I say, yeah. Cleveland will want to get rid of him either way now. I think uh, that bridge has been burnt. Uh, I saw his post on, on Twitter last night and he was basically saying goodbye mm-hmm. um, to them. I know he's got only got one year left on his deal, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say something similar to what Carolina paid for Sam. Um, just from somebody on the off chance that they could be great. Like I say, Colt, like you say with Matt Ryan, the Colts would be a really good fit for him behind that line. Um with with the defense they've got there and the weapons and with Jonathan Taylor in the background because obviously when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were were flying in the backfield next to him that's when Baker played his best football when he wasn't relied upon all that much so yeah it's but, you almost got to think it's it's a lock that Matt Ryan's going to go to the Indianapolis I can't see him playing in an outdoor team at all I see a dome team behind a really good defense like it. Colts just it seemed like his team. I, I can't I don't I can't see Seattle. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but and they've got the cap now to to absorb his contract as well if if he if he doesn't restructure with Atlanta. Um obviously because they've got Washington to take on all of Castle Wentz's money as well, which is which is something that'll that'll work in their favor if they do sort of target him if Watson does go to to Atlanta. Yeah, I think. I think right now it's this Carolina go free agent route again with Watts or not Watson with uh, Mayfield or Garoppolo. I hope they don't get any worse than that in free agency or <laughs> in trades. And then it's the rookie route at, at quarterback. But it's just a it's just a never ending cycle of mediocrity or worse though, isn't it? Like, yes. come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean. To be fair to the Carolina Panthers, it's not for lack of trying, though, because no, but it's just Te- it's- Tepper has has been on the Watson train since last year, and I, I think that part of it is because um, if Watson doesn't choose Carolina, it's because of the head coach and the situation with Cam Newton, um, and. I think that the other part is just that the, the history of the Carolina Panthers just really isn't that great. I mean, they've been a mediocre franchise since they came into the league and um, just really didn't have that much of a, of a, a swaying opinion uh, to get um, Watson. So uh, I think that Tepper has, has tried, I guess, to be fair to him, he, he, he tried to, to get Watson. Um, and, you know, obviously if Watson was quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, we'd have a very different discussion of, that look for the season. Um, but what do they pivot to, I guess, is the question now. And um, we'll see. Rookie, Baker, Jimmy. Um, either way, I think that P- the Carolina Panthers really won't be looking forward to next season. Um, and I think that Matt Rule won't be looking forward to next season. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And how much, how much would you give up knowing that you've got Watson in Atlanta and you've got Brady in Tampa Bay. I mean, is it, is it really worth giving up more draft picks for, for Garoppolo or for that's Baker why I think Mayfield? they go the rookie route. I, I get the shot is it's hard to do, but you rather take a shot on a guy as a rookie. than you already know what you're getting from Mayfield. You already know what you're getting from Garoppolo. Like it's mediocre, decent quarterback, but it's not that, you know, that, franchise I don't know I don't know if you want to say that but 
I feel like you have a you have a shot at at least hitting on a franchise QB going the rookie route. I know this class is is looked down upon, but I feel like every year you're going to find one QB that is that franchise type player. It happens almost every draft. There's maybe one in the last ten years that hasn't happened that way. Yeah, if someone in this draft is going to hit, it's just history tells us that. Yeah, if it if it was Ben McAdoo and Scott Fitterer calling the next quarterback from this class, I'd be much more confident in their choice. But I think the tide is turning. We talked to we talked to Will Kunkel last episode, actually, um, and we asked him about that. I said, "Is do you get a sense that the the leadership in who's calling the shots is changing?" in the front office. And he said that is kind of the sense, but we'll get a better idea of that going into free agency in the draft of who is calling the shots. I um, think it's easy to tell with, with the, free yeah, with those signings, signings you can definitely, yeah. you can most definitely tell you can most. So, definitely and, tell and Ben signings. McAdoo, we talked about on the show, that guy has got a knack for, I mean, in some he, of the radio shows, he's called out some, you know, he wanted Patrick Mahomes when the giants didn't want him. Uh, he wanted yeah. Lamar. He thought Lamar Jackson was a good was a good QB coming out. Like he's so, batting a thousand percentage. Uh, a oh thousand yeah, and he got he, he got Sam spot on as well uh, yes, as well as well as Baker in, in a recent in an article I saw as well. So, but if the Panthers say, feel you know, that way about one of the guys in the draft, then why are they going after Watson? That's where that comes into play yeah. too. It's like well, what's but his, maybe it's what's Tepper. His, Tepper's the one. Just five guys, isn't he? This. Yeah. So what's Watson's yeah. on that other tier, isn't he? You've got four or five maybe in that. You've got Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, Watson. Yeah. And then you've got the rest. So yeah. I th- I, th- I think that's kind of an exception to the rule. And the fact that I mean, when the quarterbacks of Watson's quality become available at trade at 26 years old, it's 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 unprecedented. So they shot the shot and and that was it. Uh, I'd be surprised if they they got him now, but got to keep swinging, I guess. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's fair for, um, for you to 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 say, you know, going after Watson. What does that What does that say about this class? Um, you know, Watson is a proven top five quarterback, so. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that you got to um, go after him. I get that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know there were reports coming out of uh, the combine that Panther scouts were wild by Link Willis, and you know that may, that may be the the option after yeah. um, after you come from, come away not getting Watson. So um, I think Malik Willis is is good, and I think that he might not be able to play immediately in Carolina, and we may have to take that bad medicine like Dean was talking about and watch Sam Darnold for a little bit, but. I think Malik Willis is is a legit option for Carolina um, if they choose not to go the free agent route. And I know Curtis, you like uh, Kenny Pickett a lot, and I think Kenny Pickett is decent as well. Um, I like them both, man. If we can get yeah. one of them, and I will sit through the pain if they are great the next year. Just yeah. go that freaking route. Quit yeah. trading away shit because we wouldn't be in. The, we'd have a second round pick this year if we didn't. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, so, so uh, we but that's, that's that's kind that's kind of my argument though. If you, if you're willing to sit through a year of shit mm. and sit through a year of shit, and then you've got Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, who are majorly better prospects than than Willis or Pickett, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, right now. Mm. I mean, I would probably even put Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina higher than these two at the moment. Yeah, uh, but like say, 
one one always hits and so it's it's like a roulette wheel. One one always hits. You just gotta you just gotta pick the right one. And it mm. the it's luck. It's it's evaluation and situation. It's being in the right fit as well. Yes, exactly. It's situation as well. So that one that always hits is 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 in the is in a good situation most of the time. It's not going into a lame duck season with a head coach that's probably going to be fired that has proven he can't coach that well. <laughs> um, just to put it bluntly. So, uh, you know, I, you may get that one quarterback that hits, but that's, that could be Desmond Ritter in the third round that goes to Buffalo and sits behind Josh Allen for a season. Like yeah. it, you have to be in a, in a good situation for that pick to hit, I think. Yeah. It seems teams are always better on intangibles. And then like you say, it's up to the fit. I mean, I, th- I think if Carson Strong ends up in a good fit, we're behind a, behind a good vet. I mean, he's he's got an absolute cannon for an arm, and if he can sort of improve his uh, his decision making and sort of how quickly he goes through his reads, I mean, I think he could be a productive pro. But like I say, he's he's got to sit for a year or two. Um, but if Matt Rule needs immediate help, then it will be Pickett. If he if he if he can't get someone via trade, I think because Pick Pickett would be the guy who's who's most pro ready to me. I I think he's twenty four years old as well, isn't he? So, um. He's a, he's a, he'd be a lot older than uh, most of the rookies coming in this year as well. Well, I think we all can agree Carolina is not in a great spot at the moment. I wish I could be. I was hoping to come on and be more optimistic. <laughs> this, this Watson thing would have cleared. And like Jeremy Fowler said earlier in the week, Carolina were hoping for a free run, which was never going to happen. But um, yeah. I'd like to know where it would be at if they weren't as out in the public as much with where they were at, but who knows? I mean, it sounds like from reports on Twitter, what you take of that, what you will. Um, but Watson reached out to Atlanta. So like, it's, ah, man, that sucks. But anyway, I think we're going to end it there. Um, I know we could talk hours on end about this, but I think we'll leave it there. Dean, we just want to thank you so much for coming on tonight editor at catcrave.com and fansided you put out a lot of great content so if you're listening to this go give his stuff a read there's a lot of good stuff on there follow him on twitter at dean jones underscore dean we really appreciate it i know it's late by you what time is it around there uh 11 40 oh man yeah we got late tonight man well i'm 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 up late waiting for news now most of the time so <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. I feel better for it as well. For, for getting that <laughs> off my chest, I feel I feel better. <laughs> a, a little therapy session for for Kevin. yeah, yeah. Always, always good. Always good. Yes, sir. We want to thank Dean again for coming on a Panthers on tap all the way from the UK. A lot of good insight from him. Um, not so great times here in Carolina, but still always good to talk with fans and those following the team. We want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap with us this evening. You can catch all of our episodes every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcast. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your breaking news. We want to thank everyone. I haven't had I haven't even had a chance to do this yet, but we have hit a thousand followers on Twitter. I haven't posted anything yet, but that is good to see. We've only been around for a little more than a year now, and already a thousand. It's all organic. This ain't bullshit. Um, 
us putting in the work from the videos, the, the viral video in the, uh, in August and July, um, to us just tweeting all the time. We do appreciate you guys. We appreciate every one of the followers and we appreciate all of our listeners. So we just want to thank you guys again. And as always, 